Ask the Podcast Coach for April 16th, 2022. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means, hey, it's Saturday. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Dot com and joining me right over there, Mr. Six Million Dollar Man, Steve. No, it's not Steve Austin. It's Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Happy uh, Easter weekend for a lot of folks celebrating Easter this weekend and tax weekend. I mean, two, two bonus weekends in one. Uh, hopefully, uh, it's here in the United States anyways. Taxes are due on Monday. I think Dave and I have a few things to talk about around taxes. We'll, we'll do it after the break. There's, did you see the radio thing that I did there? We'll do it after the break. We'll do it after the break. <laughs> do it after the break. <laughs> yeah, Easter, I think we got some business to do. Right? We do have some business to do. If I can get my, there we go. Uh, well, first of all, I'm assuming you're thirsty because you're always yeah, thirsty bit. about this time. So we uh, that coffee pour is not that button. That coffee pour. Nope. That coffee pour. Boy, am I rusty or what? is brought to you by our good friend Mark over at... Oh, jeez, forget it. Uh, <laughs> it's brought to you by Mark over at podcastbranding.co. Uh, if you need an art, uh, for, some art for your, uh, your podcast and you need a new website and you need a PDF to look better, anything you want to look great, I'm here to tell you every time I just submitted to speak at uh, what used to be Podcast Mid-Atlantic. I think it's Indie PodCon now. And I have to upload a logo. Every time I do that, I'm like, man, that was money well spent. And the great thing about Mark is, number one, he's a podcaster and he's an award-winning graphic artist. But he's going to take the time to sit down with you, listen to your show, and really make sure that it fits. And that's really what you want. You don't want something that's super stodgy if your show's all fun and crazy and morning zooish. So check it out, podcastbranding.co. It's the way that you want to go if you want to look professional and you want to make a great first impression. Always so good. Big thanks to our friend Dan. Dan LeFebvre over there at based on a true story podcast.com. If you're maybe it's a holiday weekend. No, it is a holiday. Well, here in the United States anyways, and uh, you need something new to listen to Dan's always got some good stuff. Check his back catalog. If you're a history buff, uh, lots of stuff is that movie is that TV series based on a true story. Dan will have the answer for you based on a true story podcast.com. Jim, I got to Marv is wondering in the chat room, how the heck I even poured the coffee at, because I was pouring it, and there was no sound, uh, and the sound came later. Then it sounded like it a sounded dog barking. Like... It's a new kind of coffee. <laughs> when you pour, it sounds like that. Yeah, so uh, I can't remember. I don't know. It's it, I'm not that tired. Labels. Yeah. Labels are good. <laughs> labels are good. <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. Hey, I got to tell you, the uh, you mentioned it was Easter week. I was I got the the nod. First of all, this is one of those things where being a podcaster helps you in real life. And about eh, 10, 15 minutes before the service, the the Good Friday service, the pastor's like, look, I'm not feeling really well tonight. Can you read the scripture? I'm like, yeah, not a big deal. I'm thinking it's, you know, a couple lines. It would have been easier for him to tell me what not to read in the Bible. It was the whole story of Jesus and the trial and the whole nine yards. And I looked at it, and as I was reading it, 
there were certain things that jumped out at me. And so just by adding the occasional dramatic pause, because like, for example, one one famous line is, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And people read that because they've heard it a million times. And all I said was, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And people are like, that was amazing. And I was like, they're called dramatic pauses and just different accents and things like that. And at one point, there was one where um, I said, again, and again, they hit him with a staff and blah, blah, blah. And then when I got to like, and then they spit on him, I literally heard a woman gasp. And I was like, this is kind of fun. Like just dramatic pauses and different things. So words are really powerful, but the way you say them, you know, different accents and things like that can uh, really add new meaning to it. And, and what I was doing really in many cases was if I said something dramatic, I just, I was watching. This is a Sarah boy. Okay. Hi, Sarah. And uh, all I was doing was leaving room for people to kind of process the words that I just said. So if I said something dramatic or something about, you know, getting hit or spit or what, I I just gave an extra pause so people could kind of consume what they just heard. I, I edit a show for brain surgeons, like legit they're talking brain surgery. And there are times where the the doctors will leave kind of these long pauses in as they kind of get ready for the next question or whatever. They're discussing white papers. And I asked him once, I go, do you want me to kind of trim up some of that silence? He goes, nope, that's there. He goes, because what we just said was pretty heavy and we're leaving the audience a chance to kind of consume what we just said. So that's another reason for, in some cases, a, a dramatic pause. So doesn't always work like when when you were doing it just now like it's it feels awkward right you hadn't built up to it right oh well, yeah i think you you got to get in that sometimes you got to get in that mood for it and you got to get it there to make it effective so just doing it just leaving you know if it's if it's done wrong it's just an awkward pause yeah then you just sound <laughs> like shatner all right yeah. you, you've what just gone am I doing here? <laughs> welcome to ask the podcast Coach, yeah, that's uh, that guy's so he is uh, what is he eighty now? I know he went to space and he was up there, but I I forget. I forget what I just saw where he was doing. Oh, he was on. um, You ready for this? Alice Cooper has a podcast, which I did not know, and one of his guests was William Shatner, and I was like, "There's, there's two things that I just didn't quite see going together," but it was. it was different. I was just like, hey, I didn't know Alice Cooper had a uh, a podcast. So, Jim, you said you, you actually, 90? Uh, He's 90? Shatner is 91. He's, wow, born in March. Wow. Wow. That's really like, wow. Okay. Yeah. He's as old as my mom. Doing a little better than my mom. <laughs> so he's doing pretty well. well I mean, 91. Yeah, that's yeah. like, when you get to 90, you can kind of say, you know what? I'm old. Like, it's not yeah. like I'm on the back. Like, mm, you're old. It's, it's your. I think everything is okay at that point. So, like, I, it should be once you hit 90, you have, there's no rules anymore. You can say whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. Cause it's just, you've lived that long. Yeah. I was going to say it is tax weekend, which I started. I have all my, uh, lots of my, all my 1099s and. Yeah, that's looking forward to that this afternoon. Yeah. I tried it Mine a couple. Yeah, I tried it a couple times, and and I just kept getting interrupted this weekend. So I'm just turning off the phone and 
once yeah once you got to get it Monday's Monday's the deadline right you got to get it done yeah uh, have them turned in I'm kind of glad I started mine I too put mine off forever I don't know why I should I had some cryptocurrency stuff that I was I didn't I was worried about it actually was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be but and can you share um, any insights without being a tax lawyer and so don't take yeah, his advice for yeah. just for entertainment purposes only what did you find yeah. out about crypto because that's the one thing I'm like what? ah crap oh. what do I got to do with that yeah, so I you know I use Coinbase as my kind mm-hmm. of the, my and they have really good they've gotten really good in the last couple of years of of de- kind of doing it for you. So I'm a TurboTax guy. I'm not endorsing it and they didn't buy a spot here, right. but that's what I use and they actually you can just connect it to to Coinbase and it pulls all the transactions for the year in for you and then it'll flag you with some questions, "Hey, what's this one or we don't have a we don't have all the information we need on this transaction. Can you fill it in for us? Hmm. And it was actually, I, I, I read through it and looked and kind of checked my transactions and it looked as accurate as I could, as it could be. And it just made it really, really simple to kind of handle those crypto transactions. So um, that, that I brought them in at four, four transactions that had a question. I went out and found out what the pricing was for it yeah. put it in and, and it was done so it was painful i had a good year on crypto so i had to, had to pay a little of it back yeah right that's the that's the one thing but a couple i think just a couple tips overall one uh don't wait till the last minute yeah so i mean you can't <laughs> too late i mean i think <laughs> yeah you can both you and i did look so we're guilty of that right but you can i mean there are some tax strategies as far as waiting to the last minute to pay. But I think it's a good idea to take care of it a little bit at a time in the year that you're in. So make sure you're tracking receipts. You know, Dave, I think you're a fresh books guy, right? Don't, don't you use I do. Um, for- I, well, I used to, and now I use a thing from Fiverr called, Oh, they changed it. It used to be, had a really weird name. Um, Fiverr workspace is what it's called. And it's okay. super easy for simply, it does a couple things really good. You can create invoices super easy. It tracks income and expense. I, I have a, they give you an email. So I just named it um, Shoebox because that's what they call it in the software. And I made a contact in my Gmail called first name shoe, last name box. And anytime an invoice comes in that says, you paid Blueberry $12 for your hosting, I just go forward to Shoebox and it then sees that it's coming from me into that email address and puts it in this area. And then I just go in and go, Oh, that's an expense. So it makes it super easy to, uh, to track if you're profitable or not. And do those, like keep track of it through the year. Don't try to do it, especially like in April for the year before, (laughs) like it's just, you're under pressure. You're already dreading it. If you can just kind of get there. So plan a little bit out. It's one of those things. Patreon does a really nice job of, uh, at least here for the United States, they do a really nice job of tracking for you. They have a tax section you can go to and download. Um, I don't make enough on Patreon for it to even generate a 1099K. I think that's what it's called. And um, uh, so I just put that manually in and those kinds of things. So one, don't uh, kind of don't wait till your uh, till we get there uh, on, on that day. Track everything. And then I think d- two, when you do fire taxes this year, um, now is the time, if you don't have those things in place, right now is the time to put them in place. Yeah. Because you're thinking about it. You're like, oh, yeah. Like, I forgot to, I forgot to itemize my, my 
computer that I bought this last year. I bought my, I bought a Mac in 2021. I could, I could write it off. Forgot because my system wasn't as good. I was, you know, relying, Oh, I go to, I go to Amazon and look at some purchases that I made of equipment, hardware, some of those kinds of things. Okay. Well that didn't work because I didn't buy the Mac on Amazon. And uh, so I, mm. I physician heal myself. I, <laughs> I need to do this as well which is put a better system in place right now while I'm thinking about it. So a couple things that you can do. Listen, your tax situation varies upon where you're at. You've got to, oh, well, I, let me give one third piece of advice. If you're terrible at it, hire somebody yeah. to do it, yeah. right? If you've had five or 10 years of disasters, just hire somebody, get a, get a, get a tax person, get them now. Well, not now. They're a little busy right now here in the United States, but around June, they kind of they, they kind of get out of tax season, right? Maybe even middle of May. Contact them and say, or contact them now and say, hey, I want to talk about my taxes in May. Get set up. They'll help you. It's, it's like having a tax accountability partner. Yeah. Jason says file quarterly if you're self-employed. It can suck a certain, uh, yeah. suck at certain parts of the year, though. Yeah. I uh, What I do is every month with my, you know, Fiverr workspace, uh, I can see if I was profitable or not. And then I just take how profitable was I? Great. Let's take 30% of that and stick it in. I have an online Charter One account that I guess if I wanted to, I could tie it into an ATM or whatever. No, it's I want it someplace where I cannot get to it. And I do that, and then I automatically also pay quarterly taxes. So the cool thing about doing my taxes, as much as it's a pain in the butt, I now have sucked so much money away and paid them ahead of time that I usually end up going, oh, wow, let's go buy a microphone or something. It's like, I usually end up with a little extra money, hopefully. Uh, but uh, Kim says, the um, a CPA was my best invest, investment as a self-employed woman. Ended all the fights with my husband. That's, you know, that's not a lie right there. And knew that my taxes were done correctly. I remember growing up when my dad who unfortunately was a long-distance truck driver. So he's tired, he's home for the weekend, and he's got to do taxes. And it was literally like everybody just left the house. Like nobody, just leave him at the kitchen table, look in every now. Nope, he's still doing the taxes. Okay, well, we're going to go to the grocery store. <laughs> so, uh, well, and this, I, I paid a significant amount this year, but I knew it was coming. Like I had, I knew I was going to take a pretty big capital gains hit on, on the crypto stuff. Yeah. And... Um, and, and I also knew, you know, I hadn't planned in, we're going to correct that now, but I hadn't planned very well on the, on our W2 side of things. So I just owed more than I like, but I knew it was coming. So we had saved, you know, save the money like you do put it away in account. So it's a good idea just to get a, get a, get a handle on some things in January. I kind of committed to checking the budget every day for the month of January <clears throat> to just maybe catch some of the subscription things that were coming in that I didn't know about and just kind of get a handle on it. And I've since stopped doing it, but it was really a nice reset for the year to kind of get a full look at, okay, here's a month of my finances. I've looked at them every single day, it takes five minutes, right? And then make some decisions for the rest of the year. I think a lot of us spend time goal planning at the beginning of the year, setting some goals, whatever those are. I think it'd be a good idea to get a handle. If you don't have a good handle on your finances, use the month of January to kind of get a handle on them. Set yeah. yourself up. All, By the way, all that tax, here in the United States anyways, all those tax forms are starting to come in in January as well. So it's a good opportunity to get them, open them, <laughs> if, you get them if you get them in the mail still, or 
print them if you need to and put them in a folder, like have a tax folder or something that reminds you to do that. The easier you make it for yourself, the less you'll dread it. Again, yeah. physician heal thyself, Dave. We're talking to each other here. The easier you make it for yourself, the less you dread it as you get towards it. Well, and I have found, I know you're a TurboTax guy. I don't know what, I think because I had H&R Block do my taxes once when I was in Cleveland. So mm-hmm. I started mm-hmm. started doing them myself using their system. And if you use the same system, it kind of knows all your stuff from the last time you did it. And that speeds things up. Because when you're looking up like your identity code for your county and you're like, ah, I don't know what that is. It's like, wait, yeah. do you want to use the one from yeah. last year? I'm like, yes, I do. So. Yes, please. Yeah, the the as I was doing this year's, it was bringing in because I've used TurboTax I think for eight years now, mm-hmm. their online version, and so they were like, okay, in twenty twenty, you you claimed this is especially helpful. Yeah, when doing the self employment podcasting stuff because yes. I'm both, I'm dual, right? I have yeah. a W two and I have this, I have podcasting stuff. And um, so it's a, hey, in 2020, these are the things you took. Well, that's a great reminder. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, I can write off, in my case, I can write off the what I paid for my tax software from last year. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, I do. And here in Nebraska, we need to, or maybe it's on the federal side, uh, any any refund that you get is taxable. So it remembers from last year, okay, my state refund was this. I almost never have a refund on the state side, but and then it does some things and it says, oh, yeah, actually, it's, that's not taxable. So it does it all that stuff for you, which is pretty nice. Um, so some good, I think some good things to think about. If you are holding off until Monday and you've got a plan, awesome. <laughs> I, so there's, no, there's no reason to pay that any sooner than you absolutely have to. So if you're waiting until Monday to get it done and you've got it done, uh, good on you. If, it, if you haven't done it yet, well, you got a couple more days. I have found this because I remember one time I had to pay and didn't quite save enough. That's when I learned to start putting money away. And so I sent in my taxes, and that then gave me the time for them to process my tax and go, hey, you forgot your check. And when you send it, mm. and they send it back and go, hey, where's your check? And you go, oh, it's, it's, because that gave me like another month to save some not money. Not advisable. Yeah, not, advisable, not advisable, but it was, I not filed, a, I filed on time, but it was a way to, give me, yeah, it's better just to save some money. But uh, hey, you want to see a fun trick that'll save you $300? Yeah. Check out the new SM7B. Oh, like here, here's an actual dollars here, less. Here's an a- SM7B, and here is oh wait, it's not an SM7B. It's a it's a pod mic with a pop filter. But okay. if you look at it, aside from the fact that the SM7B points into the top, if you really like the look of an SM7B, just get a ninety nine dollar pod mic. Of course, there's no. Just like the and, and what gets me is listen to the difference. I was surprised at the SM7B to me kind of cuts out some of the upper end as he's disconnecting as it I'm disconnecting. and reconnecting it live. And this is now the the Rode Pod mic. And to me, it sounded like it has a it definitely has a little more mid end. Like I'm a little more mm-hmm. nasally here. But if mm-hmm. I go to well, let's, let me do this while I'm recording. If I go to my microphone and say, hey, now I'm going to cut out here for a second. But there's an actual setting for the Rode Pod mic on the Rodecaster. So if I do this, and there we go. And now this is their setting for. Oh, yeah, that does make a difference. Yeah, that does, added a little more bass to it. Yeah. So it's a little quiet. Yeah, that's the thing. I was like, wait, where, what, where, what happened to my volume? Yeah, now I need to scream yeah. into the mic. But anyway, I just. Yeah. 
I thought it was fun. And that there's a that's a three hundred dollar difference between the two. I, I believe so. The uh, let me give your seven B a little more a little more juice little, too. I know last week you were a little too loud, but we're a little. There we go. Now I'm in the green. I should be right, good. Yeah. right there. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. But uh, yeah, so this, the, the Rode pod mic is 99 and yes, we've learned a valuable lesson. Don't change the mic settings. In the thing. Um, but I just, I, this thing pops like nobody's business as much as it has that cool grill on it. It's it, for me, a, a super plosive. So I spent 11 bucks on a uh, uh, windscreen for it. And that seemed to, uh, to take care of it. And it looks if so if you're getting an SM7B because it looks cool, man. Well, oh, you know, you then, don't think actually people actually buy microphones just because they look cool, do you? Ooh, I could say something that get me that would get me in trouble, <laughs> but only because I listen to Elsie Escobar and she'll yeah. she'll buy headphones because they were cute. Yeah, um, yeah. So no, that makes sense. That makes but sense. I know headphones are a little different than microphones, though, right? Yeah. I mean. Would you buy? Would you buy? Say you had a, a really good-looking microphone that was average quality versus an average-looking microphone that had good quality. Which one are you going to purchase? I think it's the same price. Yeah, I think it depends on if you're doing video or not. Because I know some people really obsess over their microphone when it's video. Because you know, if I if I do, I, I mean, I can hide behind my microphone and nobody will see me. Yeah. it's so big. Yeah. So. Uh, but I mean, on the other hand, they made a a, a an Electro Voice RE twenty, so that's the one that's four hundred bucks. And normally, it's kind of this weird, almost like army ish beige. And they came out with a black version of it. Um, I know the Heil PR forty had a gold version for a while. So I don't know if that's just for novelty or if people really care about what the microphone looks like. I don't know. Hmm. But, um, yeah, it, well, it's, it's just an interesting, you know, do you, what do you, and listen, you can do whatever you want. Just to be honest, if you, if you want some spectacular headphones, I, you know, I'm not a fan. I, I'm, I'm not a fan of over the ear. Yeah. I like earbuds. That's just what I like. I think it's a cleaner look. You can do whatever you want, which is pretty awesome. The, uh, I thought he was going to show up today. There was a conversation going on in a Buzzsprout Facebook group. And it kind of got, it, it was a topic that either, like at both ends, you were either absolutely not or like, I don't care. And here was the question. The, the guy was saying it would be cool if Buzzsprout could put a switch somewhere to allow you to show how many downloads you got on an episode. And I was like, that might be interesting. So in other words, share your stats publicly. Okay. Oh, oh, like YouTube does. Like YouTube does. Yeah, basically. Because he said gotcha. that not a lot, but on occasion, his guests will go, so how did the episode do? And I've never had anybody ask me, how did the episode do? I, they're probably like me. Once I do an interview, oh. I'm off to the next one. Have you had people go, how did the interview yeah. do? Have you? Yep. Yep. So yeah. he was saying, if you could show your stats publicly, then the guest wouldn't have to trouble you. I kind, mm-hmm. I personally kind of like the idea because I think you kind of get the audience you get. And I've never been shy about my numbers. I'm like, if they're small, they're small. Like if they're, I don't know. To me, again, I, I look at it as the more niche you are, the smaller the numbers. And that's where everybody wants to kind of grade podcast downloads on the same scale. And I'm like, it's not. It's just, it's just not. 
you know, the, the pygmy pony show is not going to get as many downloads as the, Hey, we're all fat show. It's just, it's, there's just, yeah. I think Spreaker had this early. Yeah. Didn't they? And is it, I don't even know if it's still there. Um, if you can turn it on or not, you got to go to their site, you know, I, I don't know. I guess it just depends on what you want. Yeah. I was, um, and I know I could see where sponsors, it might be cool, but if you're on the other hand, if you have a sponsor who's paying by the episode and not by the download, they might then do the math and realize that they're paying a $50 CPM instead of whatever they wanted to pay. And, um, that could, yeah, that's true. It adds that accountability, right? Yeah. So yeah. I think it would be interesting to have the ability to turn them on if you wanted to. I would love to have a widget from Apple that now that you have, have you looked at the new subscriber uh, or follower, excuse me, no, the follower? No, not yet. I did. It's actually kind of cool because what it does is it's a follower count. So you can see how many followers you have. Now, granted, again, this is only people listening on Apple. So it's not Google, although you can get it from Google. And yes, you can get your stats from Spotify, but each one is only showing what's going on in their app. And what was what was good, I was happy to see when I first saw it, is that the trend was ever so slightly going up. So it wasn't by any means a hockey stick, but it from left to right, it was it was higher on the right than it was on the left. So I was like, all right, that's a good trend. But you can also go in and say, show me like how many, like per month I think it is, how many I gained and how many I lost. And the lost one, of course, because we're podcasters and we obsess over the negative reviews and we're now going to obsess on on the followers we lost. But I thought you might be able, and again, might is the key thing here, might be able to say, wow, it looks like I lost a fair amount more than usual in March and then go look at March and see what you did. But I, I the more I thought about that, I'm like, yeah, or you know, somebody listened to a bunch of your back catalog and went, yeah, this isn't for me. And it has nothing to do, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I, on one hand I was like, oh, this is kind of a cool, you know, it, to me, it's a stat I will occasionally peek at, but I, I also was like, oh no, more stats for people to obsess over. So we'll see. Yeah. No, yeah. Not a bad, not a bad idea, but it, again, it'd be nice. It's not the whole picture on audio, you know, with like YouTube, that's, that's the whole picture. They own everything. So yeah. you, and nobody's really going anywhere else for the most part to watch videos, but they're definitely on audio. You know, I probably pick up a third more listens on all the platforms, all the other platforms. So probably two thirds go to come from my feed. The other third come from all the other platforms that I'm on. So yeah, for, for stats obsessors, that would be a nightmare because they're like, Oh, I got to go to, all these other places and find it and whatever. Um, so, but I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm more, I'm more a percentage guy. Like, you know, I kind of have an idea how many come in on home gadget geeks or even on the Gallup side of things, you know, I'm more worried about percentages. Where are we headed? And then Jason had made a comment a little, uh, or um, what's that? Jason had made a comment a little earlier or Kim, that said, uh, you know, ROI is oftentimes... Oh, that's, that's Craig. Right. Yeah, oh, Craig said it. Well, I got uh, yeah, two, Some, two out of three. <laughs> Somebody said it. <laughs> Somebody said it. Yeah, most sponsors should, I, I would put in, should go for ROI, not so much download numbers. They should they should be more worried about the value that they're getting and not necessarily the downloads. So, I agree. 
And then Kyle says he uses a buy me a cup of coffee uh, tool with my yeah. history podcast uh, number of sightings that I measure success by who actually wait for it, buys me a cup of coffee. And um, so people do actually buy you a cup of coffee. That's kind of cool. I'm actually that thinking of starting a podcast where uh, you um, buy me a cup of coffee, even though technically, unlike Jim, um, I'm almost I, out of coffee. Uh, <laughs> Sarah came and swiped some of it earlier. That's it. She's had two cups today. I'll have to have her make another pot, I guess, or something. But uh, no, I got the pot down here. I don't. I uh, <laughs> have to do the Nespresso machine or something like that. I don't know. But I don't know. Uh, speaking of that time, because we've already heard this a bunch today, but it's time again to uh to thank our awesome supporters speaking of buying people's coffee and things of that nature if you go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support we always like to thank all of our awesome supporters that are listed over there and of course the dog bark is for the dog podcast network that's james if you have a dog of any size or shape or breed you definitely want to go over to dogpodcastnetwork.com they've got all sorts of different episodes on all sorts of different things and it's all dog and they even have unfortunately there's a huge percentage of dogs that end up battling cancer and when i thought about that i was like yeah like every dog i've had ends up with cancer and so they actually have a podcast just for like cancer and your dog kind of thing so if you have a dog and you're looking for something to listen to when you go around the block walking uh, fido go over to dogpodcastnetwork.com and uh Ask the Podcast Coach runs on PodPage. If you want a tripod page, it's amazing. Go over to tripodpage.com. And if you go, you know that Jim Guy and his coffee, I just want me more of that. Go over to theaverageguy.tv and check out Home Gadget Geeks. And when you're thinking of starting a pod, yeah, easy for me to say, thinking of starting a pod. Yeah, it's another pot of coffee. No, when you think podcasting, think School of Podcasting and come visit me. And uh, again, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, we do deeply appreciate it, uh, especially around tax time, because that I, you just reminded me. I was like, oh yeah, I got to go over to Patreon and download my tax information. Um, it's uh, at askthepodcastcoach.com/support. Okay, I love that sound. Um, and then uh, Stefan in the chat room says, if you want to see a nice visualization of a podcast, check of a podcast. Check out. Watch Finder on YouTube. Like the episode with his wife, the video is kind of better as as the most normal video. So somebody doing some sort of discovery tool. I know Tim, who was out mowing his lawn, um, has a podcast. Uh, Tim, if you're still out mowing the lawn, it's something like Find a Podcast About, I think was the name of it. Because people are like, how do I find a podcast about whatever? And apparently Tim goes out and finds a podcast about whatever, and then tells you about it. So he's kind of your your uh, podcast uh, Sherpa out there helping you find the uh, the best podcasts. Uh, we were talking earlier about YouTube and the different companies, and there's a story out now in the LA Times, shocking, that uh, Facebook appears to be kind of losing interest in podcasting. And what I know, I was like. Well, that isn't so. Well, here's my thing is if you're going to be doing anything with software, this, this drives me bananas as an educator. If you're doing anything with software, 
make a video on how to either install it or use it or explain what it does. That drives me nuts. So I remember when Facebook was like, hey, you can put your podcast in Facebook. And I don't remember seeing many tutorials about it. I remember that I tried to follow one and I had to be in my page, not my site. It was just a mess. And then it only worked on the app. And I don't know about you. I don't, I, I'm weird. Apparently I rarely use Facebook on my phone because I'm in front of a computer all day. So I'm always on my desktop and it didn't work on the desktop. And uh, apparently it, it is not doing what they thought it did. And then the thing in the LA times made a good point, And that was, Facebook did this move. They started this move when Clubhouse was going absolutely bonkers. And I was like, oh, that's true. Because remember when all of a sudden it was like Clubhouse was like valued at $4 billion or some stupid number. And all of a sudden Facebook's like, we do audio. Spotify's like, we do audio. And then Fireside, look at what he did. It's like, and meanwhile, none of them are really. It, yeah. No, no, listen, nothing changed. Like, not only did Clubhouse go away, not really, but I mean, it's right. those numbers are way down, right? It's not like Facebook and Twitter and those spaces have come up. There, I mean, how many? I'm going to sound cynical. <clears throat> cynical moment. <laughs> how many times are we going to try this this right. thing? And, and and you know, listen. At some point, maybe it'll catch on and it'll work. But we, we've we've gone through a bunch of iterations of it. It it doesn't. Yeah. Dare I say it doesn't work? Can I say that? Is that okay? Well, like I just don't, I don't, I don't know. It just doesn't seem to work. I, I've said before, I really liked it when there was this thing where one person was talking on a stage and other people listened. It was called um, radio. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's really not that new. I mean, I said the guy here mm -hmm. looking at his Twitter space, but we've got one person here still listening. We have uh, Jay is listening on Twitter spaces. So. And uh, yeah, so I wait a minute. Did the new media show get a get a um, get a quote on in the LA Times? That article that you posted. Oh, really? Quotes them, right? Yeah, it says last April during a hot market for audio, Facebook launched live audio rooms, short form stories called sound bites for podcasts for U.S. users. The company signed deals with creators and sponsored one of the industry's biggest U.S. conferences, Podcast Movement. Facebook product managers even, oh, okay, yeah, well, even appeared on the longtime industry program, New Media Show, to encourage podcasters to join the platform. So, Ashley, I, Ashley from Bloomberg wrote this, LA Times. Todd, Rob, nice job. You guys got quoted in LA Times. There you go. Now, is, is, does it say, like, in the LA Times, please read in a Todd Cochran voice or a Rob Greenlee voice or... <laughs> Well, I've got an NDA. Yeah. I can't really. I'm going to say it. Oh, but there I can't was something. I was laughing so hard. And and to his credit, because Todd is kind of famous for like, all right, I've got this thing. I can't really tell you about it. And then he tells you secret. about it. It's a secret. Yeah. And there was something in the last episode where he was saying something about I can't. I can't talk about too much more because people will put two and two together. And I actually hit rewind to see if I could put two and two together. And yeah. to his credit, I could not. So there you go, oh. Todd. That was I well. My favorite is when he says that, and then Rob says, "I think it's already public." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, Todd's oh. <laughs> like, oh, well, I guess I can say it then." So, That's it's cool. it's fun listening to those guys. I really I really enjoy yeah. listening to both of them. Um, here's a fun. I saw this in in Facebook. 
and I thought this would be good to bring up. This is from, I believe it's pronounced Joe Lynn. Uh, Hi there. I've been wanting to start a podcast for my own, uh, of my own, for a long time now. I have my theme down, I have my name down, I have a logo, and even my research topics and scripts. My problem is I suffer from social anxiety, and I know I would be okay with strangers listening, but it's people I know listening that scare me. If you suffer from this and have your own podcast, what motivated you to go through with it? And what's the best, preferably free, platform to start with? I was thinking about Anchor, and I'm not even going to go there. We all know Dave's thoughts on Anchor. <laughs> but just thought I'd hopefully get some professional opinions. Lastly, any tips or suggestions on how to succeed once I do start is greatly appreciated. So I would, I just wanted to cover the, the social anxiety and worried about people listening to your show. And I have heard this phrase probably more than any other phrase when I go to podcast events, and that is my family doesn't even listen to this. Mm. And so I I think, again, sometimes people get really nervous about the audience. Like when I launch, it's going to go out to the audience. And I'm here to tell you, it's like 13 people if you count your cousins. It's really not this giant number just because you're an Apple and Google and Spotify and Amazon does not mean you're going to get 2000 downloads. You're going to get, you know, maybe 150 if you're doing really good. And for me, I think one of the great things about podcasting is if you are introverted, it's a great way to meet lots of people without actually meeting lots of people. I don't know what it, Jim, uh, what would you say to, to somebody who's kind of nervous about, you know, I, I, a, the other thing to think of, if you're worried, if you're saying things that you don't want your family to hear, I don't know that I would mention those in a podcast because the internet writes in ink. And so like I had somebody that contacted me and they wanted to do a podcast about what a not so nice person her stepmom was because her father had died and her stepmom was just not being a nice person. And I said, are you going to use her real name? And she goes, yeah. And I go, all right, there's this thing called liable that you might mm-hmm. want to look into. And the fact that, you know, if, if, you know, that is still kind of your family and, you know, it's like, it's kind of hard to erase when, you know, so I always say, be careful talking about your family because you chose to start a podcast. They didn't. And so I, I learned that lesson a, a couple different ways, um, you know, so be careful with that. I think people who are a little more cautious about what they say or a little more timid in saying it um, actually can make better podcasters. Like, mm. you know, listen to the, the folks who just want to talk, you know, just get it out. They don't care what anybody thinks. I'm just going to do this thing. I'm going to. You know, I'm going to jump on and turn on the mic. I'm not so sure, at least for me, my preference is not as well thought out. I think that that worry and that stress that it's caused them actually makes them think a little bit more about what they're going to do. And I think sometimes it's just more thoughtful, you know, more thought and more care goes into it. Broad generalization, this, your, your mileage might vary, but I just... I think it's good. I, I, um, I work when, when, you know, we have guests on the Gallup podcast all the time and they're always like, I'm so nervous. And I'm like, that's good. 
Good. That yes, like lean into that nervousness because it's going to make you better when we do this. So you shouldn't be. In fact, I still get nervous before I do the you know any podcast that I do. I get nervous. I think it's a good. That's a good indication, right? I think that's a good. It's a good emotion to have. And I I always ask my guests, don't try to wish it away. It'll go away after we do this for a while, but it'll make you a little sharper um, early on in the program. So I I don't. I don't mind if people are timid. It's like, good. Okay, good. You care about what you're about to say. Yeah. That's good. Now you got to push forward and actually do something if you, if you want to. Right. Yeah, that's it. And again, I always just picture the one person sitting across the table from me and that's who I'm talking to. So that way I'm not worried about the audience. I had Mark on my show last week. This is a guy that's a, you know, he's flown in the Air Force. He's been in a couple different wars and stuff. And he did the smart thing. He recorded his first episode, I think, four times by the time he put it out. Because the first one, he was reading it and reading it really fast. And then the second one, he had slowed down, but it still sounded like he was reading it. And so by the third and fourth times, he, he got it done. So keep in mind that when you record that first episode, you don't have to put it out. You know, that's a lot of times that's just treat it like a practice. It's so hard to do though for people yeah. that is like, they think it, it's like gold. Like I, I created this thing and it, I put so much work into it. And if you can just, and listen, I'm probably guilty of this myself. If you can just treat it like practice and say, yeah, I wouldn't take some of the things that I do, you know, when you're learning to play any sport, the whole reason you don't just play games is so you've got some time to get better at it before you play the game. But that, for some reason, that doesn't translate very well in the podcasting space. Mm -hmm. It's like, nope, I'm in the game from day one and I'm, everything is going to go live. And you're kind of like, oh yeah, you know, brand new podcasters who ask me and I get folks in the Omaha area who, who say, Hey, I know you podcast. Can we spend a few minutes? And I'll, even my son, who's thinking about doing this, I told him, yeah, let's let's create some stuff and then throw it away. I know it's going to be really, really hard, yeah. but you got to do it. You got to get some practice in. Yeah, Coach Dave says, I recorded my first episode four to five times too. Yeah. And he said, uh, each iteration was a better polished. Um, Tom Taylor says, as a preacher, when I'm not a bit nervous, that's when I screw up. And yeah. the yeah. other thing is, I, I mentioned at the beginning, I was reading at my church last night, and I got a whopping 10, 15 minutes to kind of see what I was reading ahead of time. And there was one I got like through halfway through the first sentence and it dawned on me that I had the wrong kind of tone of voice. Like it was a question, mm. but it didn't sound like a question. And I just stopped mid sentence. I, I was like, blah, 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 blah. And I just went and then started again. And nobody said a thing like, I can't believe how dare you. Really? And I was like, Nope. They just, everybody knew like when they heard the, the, correct version they're like oh i see what he did there he was going down the wrong way so it's uh <laughs> and the the beautiful thing that was live if it was a podcast i would have edited it out nobody would have known so that's the but you it, in those live situations though dave you could have stopped for a second and say let me start this again yeah. right and, and and that's okay you know i think sometimes we think when we're when we're doing those kinds of things live like it's okay in your podcast like get started i had my video i had my video editor the other day, he's like, hey, you, we've had a couple really bad spots over the last couple months that I wish you just would have reset. Mm. Like, 
And, I was, and I'm like, he's like, look, you're not doing enough. There's not enough people watching live that it really matters. And he's, it's true. We have 30, 35, maybe. It's not a big deal. I could just say live, hey, look, let's go back and do this again because it didn't sound very good. My editor would appreciate this. That's okay. And I, but too often I get caught up in this live, like, oh, no, it's, I messed up. I got to act like it never happened. No, just say, hey, let me, let me reset that yeah. and start again. People actually think we'll appreciate it. Uh, Craig says, I've learned to like that pre-show, pre-presentation nervousness. When I talk live on stage, my hands turn whiter than they normally are and start to sweat and they get really cold. And that's to me when I go, oh, it must be fun. Yep, it's five minutes till I start. And that's just, in the minute I start, I'm fine. But beforehand, my body makes my hands go really cold. Uh, Dave Canyon says, my simple advice to help overcome that fear is to, hi, we're still here uh, to broadcast (laughs) under a different name. There's no, I would advise that, especially if you're a female, there's no legal obligation to tell anyone your real name. For that matter, you don't need to use your real voice. You can have a different attitude, be a character other than you are. That can be hard, by the way. I know what you're talking about. No one is going to check to verify. No one fact checks a new podcaster. This way you can breathe and let your alter ego take the hits and make the mistakes. Yeah, except after about 20 minutes, you're, you, A, you fall out of character. That takes a lot. Of, I tried to do that once. It's, that's a lot of work. Yeah. Did you get mugged while you, the was, thing was up and an old guy came in? Is that an old happened? guy came in, kicked me out of my chair. Yeah. Uh, so... But if you are a female, I would consider coming up with a, especially if you're doing video, that would be the one. If you're doing video and you're a female, I would consider using a pseudo name. Why? Because guys are creepy. That's really all I need to say. So it's, um, uh, it's fun. Um, well, listen, I watch a lot of YouTubers mm-hmm. who do are these, these homestead things. And so it's not even, it's a husband and wife or whatever. Mm. In every single one of them that I've watched have had an incident where somebody's come on their property who uninvited, a listener, a watcher, right? Has and they don't, you know, oftentimes they don't publish where they live, they don't right. advertise it. But people on YouTube have figured out like they've looked around and they've done some research and they've, you know, done screenshots to see and they've triangulated and they figure out where they live and they show up. Every single one of them. Has somebody show up? So anything you do, I mean, if you're going to get into this space, you got to know it probably at some point you're going to have, you get, you just, you have to protect yourself from this and know somebody's going to show up on this thing. If you get, and if you get really popular, you're going to need to do some things. It gets you know, a little <laughs> weird. Yeah. Many of my YouTube friends have now are now sponsored by Simply Safe, right? And they, they run that, you know, cameras and that kind of stuff. And they're very vocal about, hey, we've got cameras installed on our property, you know. So that's the weird side to this that I don't think a lot of people think about is you start getting more and more and more listeners. And you're right. There are some there are some interesting individuals yeah. out there. Well, there are times when somebody would be like, hey, I, I listen to your show. I'm going to be in town. Like, can we meet up? And I'll just go to. So if you ever, like, find out that I was killed in Luigi's Pizza, it, <laughs> it was a listener. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And Dave, yeah, Dave, say, Dave <laughs> saying my voice change was just a bit extreme. Uh, you don't have to go that with it. Yes, it's definitely yeah. recommended for women and anyone doing any. Yeah, I'm doing a political podcast. Boy, talk about there. There are two things that I just kind of go. 
have fun with that. And that doesn't mean you shouldn't start it. If this is what you love to talk about and it's your passion, by all means, do a political podcast. And the other one is a sports podcast. Like uh, Jason's in the chat room. Jason has kind of a niche show, a niche topic, right? College wrestling doesn't get a lot of play on TV and things like that. So it's perfect for a podcast. But if I was doing a show about just general sports and we're going to talk baseball, basketball, and football, I always kind of go, you do know there's this thing called ESPN that really embraced podcasting fairly early. It's like that could be a little bit of a competition. Whereas if you niche down and talked about your high school football or whatever, especially like in Texas, uh, Texas high school football is like college football in other states. It's Mm -hmm. crazy. Mm -hmm. So uh, everybody's talking about nervousness on stage and they're all like Kim teaches that in her, her, uh, she teaches a speech class and accepting your stage fright is uh, just something you do. You just have to get used to it. Don't let it stop you. You know, I guess is the the thing when it comes down to it. Um, and then uh, she was saying, how, like you had said, just go, Hey, let me do that again. Some of the chat room was saying, ah, don't, don't bring attention to it. Don't apologize. Uh, it depends on the mistake. Yeah. Depends on the mistake. Yeah. <laughs> and then Dave says, wait, I delivered a speech in new Orleans, hundred percent clean. The next morning, I bombed to embarrassment. It took me two years to get back on the horse. I'm not quite yeah. sure I, I get that. Well, I think he did a speech in the evening that was good, and then the next it's morning, morning bombed. Oh, yeah. oh, that's true too. So, yeah, that yeah. It, it depends on your audience. That's I usually have. If I'm going to try to be funny, I usually have a couple things at the beginning, and I'm looking at the audience just to see if I can even get them to smile. And if they smile, great. If they giggle, that's even better. But I kind of, because some people are just, I just want the facts. Look, just keep your jokes to yourself. So we shall see uh, what happens with that. Uh, when I was when I was 19, I got asked to do this event, and it was just a disaster. And I today, like, I still have memory. Like, I blocked out. It was so painful. What I, you know, it was so embarrassing. What you know, what happened to me, and. Um, and that that set me in motion for the next couple years of, you know, Coach Dave talks about that fear. I would not, you know, this seems weird, I would not get up in front of people for years after that. It took me a long time to overcome that. I needed to have some successes, and eventually it it kicked in, and things are fine, and I love, you know, I love to get back in front of big crowds, but that's a real deal. You know, you getting up and bombing and being embarrassed by it is the real deal. And, and it's just, it's, it's, it's a tough, it's tough to come back from that for sure. Yeah. It's weird. I've heard comedians talk. I just heard Amy Schumer on Howard Stern and she was talking about how she loves to bomb because it, Uh it kind of helps her shape her material. And she's like, it's insights that you can't get. She's like, look, we all love it when people are laughing. She's like, but when they're bombing, she goes, a, you, you become instantly aware that, wow, nothing is working. She's like, so you end up being kind of a little more sensitive to trying to get the crowd to work. But it, I was like, wow, I don't know that if I was a comedian, I would love to bomb. But she was like, oh, it's a great learning experience. And I was it like, happens. well, that's a great attitude. But it it happens. Well, that's self-awareness. And I think even as a podcaster in an interview, this is important to have the self-awareness to know how is this going? Like how mm. I it, it's almost a, another um you know, in a, in a, in the, in the interview space, if you're doing podcast interviews, a lot of those, 
it's one thing to have great questions and to know you're moving along in the interview and you're getting great answers. But to kind of get a feel, this is why I have a hard time doing this without a live audience because I'm always reading every Saturday. Right. I'm reading the audience as far as like, hey, how are we doing? Where are things going? How is it feeling? So that's a whole nother level of, of hey, are we hitting it here? Or is this, are, are we getting someplace with this? That That takes a little bit of, you know, a little bit more uh, awareness to, to, to know like, yeah, we're, we're, we're making, we're making something happen. So it, it takes some practice to get it done, but it's another, another one of those levels in interviewing. And of course, if you want to brush up on your uh, speaking skills, you can join Toastmasters. Check out Kim over at Toastmasters101.net. She is, I always forget her title. She's the grand poobah of like, literally there's different levels and she, you can't go any higher than than Kim, I believe she's up yeah, there. Always good. They they run a really good program, structured in a way that I think can improve anybody's public speaking. Yeah, and not just in not just public speaking, but podcasting. And I think there's just some really good things you can learn from that. The criticism we don't get the criticism that you would get in Toastmasters. Yeah. Like you're, they're gonna they're going to critique you, and that's just I think that is helpful. Oh, always, absolutely. Yeah, I think. The more you can view any performance in a podcast or in person, things like that, as kind of a performance. And that, yeah. I mean, I always am trying anything I could do to make anything better. I'm wide open for suggestions and improvements and things of that nature. So, Dave, do you think sometimes though we go in cycles where we 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 are open to criticism, we're open to learning, then you get you you get better, and then you're like. I don't know if I want to, I don't know if I want to change at this point. I'm pretty good with where I'm at in the, the, you're not as open to criticism as maybe you are during those times. Do you you think you go through cycles like that? I think so. I think what can happen is you are open to constructive feedback and you get some and you're processing it. And then somebody else gives you a little more and you're like, okay, well put that over there. I'm still processing the first one. And then somebody else goes, oh yeah. And something else you could do. And there comes a point when you're, you kind of go, okay, I got it. You know what I mean? You're going to eventually the ego is going to get hit and your that attitude switch might, might happen. Uh, I could see that. And then there are, I think it's a, a, a case where if you have a, a really focused vision on where you want to go and people keep suggesting things that just don't fit in with your vision. In other words, those people are not your target audience and they're trying to get you to do something that you're like, nope, you don't see my vision. I'm I'm doing this. That I can see where after you see that kind of response multiple times that you're gonna just start going, you know. I, I have to be very careful with this with Libsyn. If somebody says, Hey, when I hit play on this, it's not playing, it's playing at the wrong speed. It shows 17 minutes when it's really 24. Anything to do with playback, my knee-jerk reaction, because 98% of the time you have exported your file using variable bitrate in Audacity, and it just causes all sorts of weird stuff. I know that, but I still have to go through a series of tests to verify, you know, is it this, is it that, is it this and that? Because if I just email them and say, you're using variable bitrate, 
go in here, do this, and blah, 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 blah. That's the time that it's, you know, I download their file and look at it and go, oh, wait, they're not using variable bit rate. It's something else. Mm-hmm. So I think that might be part of it where people are just assuming that you're saying the same thing that the last person just said and they said. So I think that would be another reason why sometimes people want to close the door to constructive feedback. They're like, ah, you're just going to say what everybody else said. I'm like, yeah, you might want to keep that open. Yeah. You can tell when you've worked with a customer support person who's been beaten up over that same thing because they're this their tone or their voice changes and they're like okay i you know listen i've given support this way sometimes where you're a little condescending to the customer mm-hmm. and you're not listen they they, they weren't the first you know they weren't there for the 15 or five thousand other times you've had to say this kind of thing and it's really embarrassing when you go down that path and that's not the problem. <laughs> then you're like, oh, I treated them poorly and it wasn't the problem. So I think you got to check if you're going to be in that kind of role, you got to kind of check the ego at the door and be, you know, or come up with some things to say, hey, look, I know this is probably it, but we're going to check this really quick just to make sure, yeah. you know, did you reboot <laughs> that kind of thing? You know, Let's go ahead and reboot. Let's just see how that goes, you know, type deal. So it's, it's definitely one of those, you know, when we get criticism, I get on home gadget geeks, you know, with 530 episodes now I have a long intro. It's, it's what I do. Yeah. And I've gotten criticism for it on YouTube and, and you, if you, if you did a podcast rodeo on it, you'd probably say (laughs) six minutes to get to the material, (laughs) seven minutes to get to the material. I don't care. Like I, that's, this is what I do. That's one of those things that I'm like, yeah, this is part of our show it's part of what we do it's part of the it's part of what i want i i'm not gonna you know people i'm like if you don't like it don't listen (laughs) well or fast forward figure it out but i'm gonna continue to do something like this so i think sometimes dave it's important in your to know what you want to do and not just give in just because people are like you know this is boring change the subject (laughs) well we're going to keep going with yeah. it if we like it, right? Yeah. So, Stefan in the chat room says, Libsyn Studio, didn't you want to talk about it or something? I think I did a couple of weeks ago. I, I recommend it for anybody like a school. Like, hey, we want to do a show for our class. We need something free. It's super simple. It is definitely beta. So there are, you don't really get any stats. You're going to get somebody that sounds a lot like me that says this podcast was created using Libsyn Studio in the middle of your show. There's not much to it. It's it. Uh, oh, I, I remember what I was going to do. I was going to download a file and see what the, the expert was. I know you can do a 301 redirect if you decide to move, but I forget what, I think that's what I was going to do. I was going to download a file. It's not, it's not something from, I just, and again, it's always kind of awkward because I work for Libsyn. I don't recommend free media hosts. Like either, like I said, if it was a school and it's our third grade wants to do a podcast, by all means, Lipson Studio all the way, go to town. Why do I choose, Dave says, speaking of Lipson, why do I choose not to use Lipson app for your show? I considered turning it on and see Jen Briney using it. Um, I'm not sure what you mean when you say not use the Lipson app for your show. Um, do they have a phone app? Does Lipson have a phone app that, that just gen- for just the show? Like no, Spreaker does? And, um, well, I mean, we're in the, oh, Libsyn has an app that has every show that's in Libsyn in it. And it's, 
again, not my favorite app. I would much rather use Overcast or Apple or something like that. And you said Jen Briney uses it as well. Um, Jen has a player on her website. Speaking of that, we should talk about that just for fun. Let me uh, let me fire this up. We are always talking about um, um, here. We'll do this. We'll share my screen or so. Um, share screen. There we go. Pick what screen. That's this one. And that is, uh, he's he's mentioning Congressional Dish, which is a great podcast. But I should have mentioned this at the beginning of the show. If you want to see Mark from podcastbranding.co, want to see his work, go over to Congressional Dish because Mark is the guy that did her website. Podcast episodes, there we go. Because she's using, I saw this, she's using Libsyn 4 players. I would recommend, yeah, so this is a Libsyn 4 player. A Libsyn 5 player is so much prettier than that. So, uh Coach Dave, I'm not sure what you're you're talking about when you say the the Lipson app. So he, he was saying they have a they have a dedicated don't they have a dedicated app per oh. says Lipson has a has an app made for each show independently. No, you can if that you, you would submit to the store. You can if you want. I have one for the school of podcasting, but I would now if somebody said and that's for if you want to like sell your podcast. You don't have to sell it. But it's it's an additional ten bucks a month because of Apple, because you know how fun it is to keep things updated. So every time Apple updates, we have a team that makes sure all the apps update and things of that nature. So um, yeah, that's it's handy. the The nice thing about that is you do have people that like what's a podcast? I don't know. So they don't understand like oh just subscribe an Apple Pod. They don't understand that, but they do know how to download an app. So, and in fact, I don't even promote my school of podcasting app and I get probably five to 10 people a month that download the app and I never mention it. So it is a way to, to grow your audience. I think now if somebody wanted a, an app as a way to do a premium thing, which is something people like Jim Harold do, right? He's got his, his spooky app or whatever it is, uh, at jimherald.com. He uses my lips in a lot to sell premium content. If I was starting premium content today, I would use glow.fm just because it's so much easier than Patreon. You don't get the level thing, but if you're like, look, if you want to support me, it's 20 bucks a month or 10 bucks a month or whatever. And what's cool about glow is when you sign up, it sends you an email. And then when you click on it, it looks at what kind of phone you have. So if you're on Android, it might suggest Google podcast and uh, Pocket Cast and all these Android devices. If I was on an iPhone, it's like, oh, do you want to use Apple Podcast or Overcast or whatever? So it's it's just a little easier that way. But uh, so um, I, I think it would depend. Plus, most of my audiences are nerds. Like Glenn, like yeah. if we go with the horse radio, Glenn, I'm I'm pretty sure has an app for his show and for his network because he'll be the first to tell you that horse people are not always the most technical. So it kind of depends on who your audience is if you want to to get an app or, or something of that nature. So um, I did one for Spreaker, yeah. you know, $100 a year for either platform, uh, iOS or Android. It was hit or miss for me. Didn't get a lot through it. Didn't, you know, again, all my listeners, pretty technical, pretty good at subscribing in their favorite podcast app. And one one of the advantages to it was it was easier to listen to the live show because we ran this live show through Spreaker then. Because the, finding a live show in, uh, from a podcast standpoint can be difficult. So um, 
uh, the, the app made it easier to, to listen live. And I did have some folks use it for that. So, but I just didn't get enough traction. I stopped paying for it, took it off the store and heard nothing. So I was like, okay, good yeah, call. There like, you go. Nobody was like, hey, my app's not working anymore. They are working on that as a spec in the whole podcasting 2.0 thing. They're trying to have some sort of tag that you'll be able to put in. So if you're going live, it would come up in whatever app you're you're in. So that could be uh, pretty cool. So, And uh, one last thing on the app, uh, Coach Dave says it's $10 a month, plus you have to have a $20 a month plan. So you're looking at $30 a month to uh to have the uh the oh, app look at you. you didn't even see no, it I, nice, I, nice. I, <laughs> I was trying to sneak it in without having to do a whole nother pour but you are on top of it dave jackson there we go and uh from stargate pioneer he says look i know this is about 10 minutes ago but that's all right he says if you're going to use a name that isn't yours like say i don't know stargate pioneer uh, although you know there are rumors that that's actually his real name like his mother, like, oh, it's a boy. I will name him Stargate, you know. And, and it just so happened that the pioneers, you know, they're, they're like, let's name him Stargate. Um, he said, I would highly recommend <laughs> using a stage name or a pseudo name and not an avatar name, but both have issues. So listen, when I do find out what his name is, because I don't know, I'm not going to be able to call him. It. I do know. I'll have, uh, well, I would not be able to call him. It. It's Gern, so Gern Blanston. That's it. Gern. Yeah. Like Gern. <laughs> He's got books out under that name. This is an old Steve Martin joke. Learn mm. with Gern, simply Gern. Yes. That's Steve Martin oh. <laughs> did that. My real name is. One day I got really small. <laughs> Gern Blanston. Okay. Um, uh, Cauldron says, hey, I pulled my audience about apps and podcasting 2.0. Exactly zero of the almost 200 responses and heard of Satoshi's or podcasting 2.0. Uh, most use Spotify. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. the the whole podcasting 2.0 Satoshi thing. By the way, feel free to boost this show right now. We we have that, but there are, and it's not even a problem. It's just it's early. It's really really yeah. early. Yeah, yeah, and I, sure. you know, I'm happy now that you can do Bitcoin stuff on Twitter and the Cash App. So there are things that are slowly moving it to the mainstream, but we have a ways to go, and then. Did we talk about this last week where if you give somebody 2,000 Satoshis, it sounds like a ton, but it's really like 45 cents? It's it, like the difference between the yen and the dollar. Yeah. You know, you, you, you get, it's like, oh, this is, this ramen is 10,000 yen. And you're like, 10,000? And like, well, that's like $10. Yeah. Right. And so the Satoshi's kind of the same way. Yeah. yeah it's, it's got a ways to go, but I do like some but of it. It makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. From what they're trying to do, you can't, you know, you, you, you got to get down to a certain level and from a, from a, a value standpoint, it's going to be a while. Like 10 years ago, most people didn't know what, well, maybe 15, didn't know what a podcast was. Well, now, I mean, Edison research would, would show that, that almost everybody at least has heard of the word podcast and knows what they are. I think the same thing in this kind of in this two O space, it's just going to take, it'll, it'll just take some time to get, to get that stuff out uh, to, to uh, Cauldron's point though, in this, you got to go with what's working now. Right. With an eye on the future. Right. So always be thinking like, Hey, where are most of my, if it's Spotify, then double down on Spotify, but don't ignore some of the things that are coming in the future. Always have an eye looking ahead to say, Hey, is this blab thing going to work? Yeah. Could have. 
is this clubhouse thing going to work? Well, it could have. It's you can't just ignore it. You kind of need to know what's going on. But you choose your, you know, choose your adventure uh, as to what you how you want to follow. But I think you got to keep eyes wide open, Dave. And I think for podcasters, we need to stay up to date and at least pay attention what's happening to the 2.0 space, RSS 2.0. No, podcasting 2.0 and the new RSS spec. Just at least read up on it every once in a while. Yeah, and it is, I mean, even the podcasting 2.0 podcast has a way for you to donate via PayPal because they realize, like, some people just aren't into the whole thing. So um, one one other thing that I'm playing with, let me share my screen, is that's kind of cool on the podcasting 2.0 thing. But again, A, when it was normal, not everybody used these. Um, and now that there's a new version of it, and that is chapters. And this is a thing at studio.hypercatcher.com. And you basically put your RSS feed in. And so I went into, then you can go into an episode and say, hey, at this time, um, put this image at this, and then you can put links. So here, like when I do the whole, uh, hey, school of podcasting, join today kind of thing, I have a link to that. And I can put an image. So in some apps, you'll be able to actually have an image and a link, which you can kind of do in Overcast if you're using the chapters in Hindenburg, which are different than these. But here's the thing where this is kind of cooler is when you're using this kind of online, that's their whole thing. They want the chapters to be in the cloud where that really comes in handy, and that's what I've been playing with, and man, I had a total train wreck this week. I've been doing dynamic content, and man, if you're doing dynamic content, make sure it's right the first time you upload it. Because once your episode gets dynamically created and you try to upload a new file, it it made a really obvious mistake. Like all of a sudden, when it like you previously told it, at the 17 minute and 37 second mark, play this. And now you've uploaded something. And even though I've gone in and said, no, no, it's now 17 seconds and 35 seconds, move it down about 15 seconds. There's a whole caching issue. It's, it was just cats and dogs living together. It was mayhem. (laughs) Total Uh, chaos. Yeah. But the cool thing (laughs) is about these chapters that are in the cloud is where dynamic content just blows out any chapters you have inside the MP3 file, which is what Hindenburg does and a couple other tools because this is cloud-based, your chapters kind of, you, you can still have dynamic content. That's the good news. The bad news is that's a podcasting 2.0 thing. So only things like Castapod and a few other apps are using the new kind of chapters, not the old kind of chapters. And so again, it's early. Hopefully eventually, eventually people are either going to adopt these tools because they make podcasting better. That's the whole point of it. Or they're just going to go, nah. Like, we're really kind of bummed that Amazon said they're going to start transcribing shows. We're like, oh, cool. Are you going to use the new transcriptions tag where people can just click a button and see the trend? No, we're going to do our own. Like, so, yeah, it gets kind of uh, weird. So, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. Transcripts are going to be, they're going to, they are important today. Yeah. Transcripts are important today. You need, oh. you need to be providing them. Coach Dave is pointing out that Libsyn was having not a great day yesterday. Stats processing is running again. Um, it's nearly a day behind. It will take at least several days to catch up. You'll see your stats begin to update. Yeah, we never stop collecting stats. That's the one thing. We had a thing, um, I think it was yesterday, 
yeah, Good Friday, where or Thursday, I don't know. Anyway, but there was a time where it was a hard time lugging into Libsyn for a very brief time. They got that fixed really quick, as you might imagine, at 3 in the morning, by the way. Thank you, Todd, for, hey, he must have some sort of bizarre alarm thing that, you know, throws him out of bed, and he got that fixed. But uh, people always worry about their, that's the thing. We've said, hey, we had a small outage where you couldn't log in, and everybody now is going to hyper down on their stats. Your stats, there's so many backups of the backup of the backup of the backup. We always collect your stats. It's just a matter now. We have to go through the logs and process them to get them on your dashboard. So your stats are fine. Go. You didn't lose Go anything. outside. Yeah. Get some sun. <laughs> see the sun for the first time in a while. Drink some coffee. It'll be fine. It'll come back. Yes. Uh, Kyle says, ask anybody what a Satoshi is. And yeah, nobody's going to know that. It is. It's just way. They will, though. They will. This, yeah. this is going to be a th- This is, listen, this is going to be a thing. Now, whether it's a thing in podcasting or not, it's it's a different story. In the future, it will be a thing. You definitely want to pay attention to what's going on. If you're a podcaster, doesn't mean you have to invest in it. Doesn't mean you have to know. I was Dave. I was chatting with my sister, who's a who's a middle school teacher in Portland, and fairly up to date on stuff. And I was we were talking a little bit about Bitcoin. And she's like, "What is that?" And she literally had no yeah no concept. So we still got some we've got some work to do. Um, that's one of those things you should just at least know about it. I'm, I'm just, I'm just telling you, you're going to like, like, like podcasting 2.0, you probably just want to pay a little attention to it. Just, you don't have to know how it works, but that is one of those things you just might want to stay up to date on. Yeah. I need to find Jeff Towson apparently has sent me a friend re- request. I am horrible at friend requests in Facebook. So Jeff, that is not a personal thing. I will have to go through that. Uh, Jim, do you get a lot of face requests from Facebook? on Facebook from really young, attractive females named like I don't know, Candy? Mm. Mm. I, I don't get. I don't get many. I must have blocked that or something. I don't get those spam. I get them sometimes. We get a lot of spam requests for our groups. You know, I have three different groups that I moderate on Facebook, and I see. Um, and then Facebook has switched the way they do groups now and the way, so some groups are moderated one way and other groups are moderated another. I don't know exactly how all those pieces are working. If you're a group moderator or Dave, in your case, if you're getting spam, you know, if you're getting friend requests from, from those are really just spam users, right? right? Um, there, I think there's a way to lock that down or to, or, or to put some, uh, permission things on it. You got to be careful on Facebook. You really do. I am. I, I I don't blame people who just decide to delete their account and go away. You know, it's a it's a haven for those kinds of things. Be careful out there. Yeah, I know. Jeff is saying, "Wait, you mean candy's not real?" No. <laughs> well, there somebody said somebody set it up. A real person did this, but it's not. It's not who you think it is. <laughs> Chris wants to know, Dave Mother Effing Jackson. Did I talk about my new book? Um, this was a thing I just noticed again, there are times when you end up in Facebook or, or Apple would be even better. And you just notice like one was the, uh, or okay. Boomer. There are like 50 shows called okay. Boomer. And then I happened to see, um, that there are just so many shows now with the, you know, like, let's asterisk out this. So I said, I'm writing a new book. It's called How to Be a Badass, Effing No BS Podcaster Who Has His S Together, Doesn't Give an F 
uh, comma, B. And then it says, your guide to a six-figure income making interesting podcasts featuring interesting people that inspire and empower uh, listeners to tune out of your show. A book by Dave uh, Mother Effing Jackson. And um, just to me, my whole, look, it's your, you know, it's your book, right? Whatever it is. I was just like, I think it's been done. I think we've, we get it. it. And it used to be edgy, like, ooh. And then I remember I was back when we had a Borders. There was an actual bookstore in Akron, Ohio. And I walked in and they had an old end cap about fix your effing self and effing this and S that. And look, I'm no prude, but I, it was just like, okay, I get it. Like, is, I, I think we've all seen it. And it's, it's kind of like the pet rock from the seventies or insert any, like, okay, we've got it. It was cute. Ha ha. But like, yeah, it's, you know, maybe fine. Just it's about as creative as another Friday the 13th, like movie. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure, you know, now there is an audience be, for a Friday. As you need to be, yeah. right? Everybody's that's, that's the thing in this space of influencers, right? Everybody's trying to get the edge on it. Yeah. If I, you know, I, if, if I, just I do, do this, this, I'll get the edge. Yeah. If I do this, I'll get the edge. If it's I, the it's the on fire of podcasting is now. Yeah. It's the asterisk in books. Hey, uh Tanner Campbell is here, um, who just rebranded his show. It was Podcasting Sucks and now it's Good Morning Podcasters, I think. Um uh Tanner, I will I, I didn't summon you. Tanner's like Beetlejuice. If you say his name three times, he will appear in your chat room. Mm, um but mm. Tanner has he had a uh um Oh crap! A, not a sponsor. I think it might have been a sponsor. It's something like PodQ. He's got this cool thing that he somebody alerted him to, and he was talking about it. And like, if you're hearing something audible on a website, you could somehow hit a button, and it sends it to whatever this is. Uh, so Tanner, if you know what that is, it's I think it was PodQ, but it was like Q is Q U E. U-E, I think, or something. I just remember it looked like it was pod Q U woo woo which, yeah, so. He does, Tanner does, says the edge is being useful and actually knowing what you're talking about. Yeah, that's that's a good edge. I think that's a good, a good edge to have uh, on that. I just, hanging around all these podcast influencers, and we all go through these cycles of, oh, we just do this. Oh, no, no, I'm going to, I'm going to, this is the way to do it and we're going to do it this way. And then it's not six months later. It's not, no, well, we don't do it that way. Well, we do it this way. And the, the reason I listened to, to Tanner, we, we met at podcast movement and we have, we have um, very politely realized that most of the time we're going to agree to disagree with each other. Oh, huh. And so yeah. like Tanner had a show saying, Hey, I've seen this new, this new thing in Spotify. You're going to be able to flip through and it's a discovery tool. And I came out and said, yeah, I don't think that's going to do squad. I really just don't. And so that's why I listen to Tanner because I, he's going to say something that I'm not like screaming at the, the phone kind of thing, but it, he has a different perspective than I do. Yeah, it's good. And, it's good. I think it's good to have yeah. those folks you listen to that challenge you, challenge your thinking yeah. on that to be well, like, he yeah, made oh, me okay. go over and look at it because there was a video of it on uh, pod news. And I was like, huh, mm. this is, this is kind of cool. So um, same thing with Evo Terra. I love Evo Terra. I've known that guy forever. And there are times when he says stuff and I'm like, eh, I'm not sure that, mm, you know, and that's good. We were supposed to, I like to think. Yeah. He says, uh, Tanner says, yeah. he, here's going to hear something, disagree, then realize right. he's wrong. Right. It's a good relationship. Yeah. Right. It goes both <laughs> ways. Right. It goes both ways. Those kinds of things like, okay, you know, you can, 
you, you, you can. It's, it's particularly fun in the bubble. Like when you're in a podcast bubble of a bunch of podcasters who are all saying the same thing. Oh. And then you challenge that. Oh, that's and it. And then, the, then they all lose their minds. Oh, no. It's just a, it's, it's, uh, it's good uh, to have the circle challenged a little bit just to be kind of like, yeah, no, it doesn't always have to be that way. It can be that way for you. That can be the truth for you. So pretty great. I'm still on a search for a pod you something. The other, in, along these lines of new services and new things and all this kind of stuff, I think we also have to take, in, take into mind the, that some of these things, it's okay if they only last six months. Like, it's okay. They did some things. They tried it. For a time, it was popular. Now it's not. And I think sometimes we feel like we've got to buy into stuff and it's got to last forever. And, and that's not true either. There are, listen, there will be a day, I know this is hard to believe, there will be a day when TikTok is irrelevant. What? <laughs> every, right? Everybody's <laughs> all like, oh, TikTok and TikTok. And I got to, I got, this is the TikTok of, for podcasters right. and blah, blah, blah. Oh my God. Well, but TikTok's hot right now. Oh, right? It's, 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 although as soon as I said that, somebody's like, well, whatever is hotter, you know, you're like, okay, that's fine. You know, whatever. But there, there are moments as podcasters, we need to pay attention to these micro focused things where, you know, you just pay attention for the short term. Yeah. It'll probably go away, but it may, it may not be a bad idea to pay attention to it now. Yeah. Pod Q is P O D Q U E U E dot F M the missing <laughs> Listen later for audio on the web. So I guess if you're on a website, I need to play with this because I'm like, I don't know how many times I go to a website and there's audio because if it's audio, nine times out of 10, it's a podcast and I'll just go to my podcast app and find it. But it looks, it looks interesting. And then uh, Jeff brings up a point. What about MySpace? MySpace was too big to fail. And I've said for years, Facebook will eventually I yeah eventually now of course as long as I live long yeah, enough that day is not today it's not that today yeah not today uh, it is still a really powerful platform Chris Nessie says he loves TikTok I I went over and looked at TikTok their website without signing up for an account and just said this is going to suck all of my time I just went it's kind of like a oh, fire yeah. to me I was like yeah. I don't have time for that because just I was just watching it going, wow, that's dumb. That's, well, that's, well, who, what? And then that's bad lip syncing. That's bad. And the whole time I'm just like, nothing, 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 nothing. And I looked at it and I was like, wow, I just spent 20 minutes looking at nothing. And I went, yeah, that's, that's why I need to stay away from that. Uh, Kyle Bondo says Napster for the win. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Cauldron says, I long for the days that Facebook dies. I have been playing, I know I mentioned it, um, wait a minute, before we uh, move off of that, why are we bashing on influencers anyway? Isn't anyone who is a person with something of value to say an influencer? I would say yeah. There is the thing, the, uh, the thing that drives me bonkers, and not that I'm the guru of all gurus, but when I see at Libsyn an email come in that says I'm working with a client and we're having a hard time uploading to Apple. I go, come on, you have a client mm -hmm. and you don't understand that you don't upload things mm -hmm. to Apple. And then sometimes, but, and by that, I mean, it's not that they just said it wrong. It's that they don't understand the fundamentals of how a podcast, that's when I go, that's the person I'm like, okay, you might not want to take that person's advice you know, in the same way. I don't know, a, a musician that said there were five strings on a guitar. I'd be like, mm, there's actually six, technically at times seven. 
You know what I mean? There are things. There. What? How's the old mm. saying go? It's better to be thought a an expert than to open your mouth and remove all prove the, that you're not. Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, for so, sure. Man, the chat room's lighting up. Yeah. Thanks for coming out, Tanner. And, yeah, it's Tanner and, uh, and Jeff always come in. They like to stir nice. the pot. Good. So, yeah. yeah. That's it. Love it. Um, Tanner says, you know how many people don't know what they're doing? Well, then that's where you get into, We, I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago, with uh, people at Podcast Movement wanting you to show you an app that is solving a problem that doesn't exist. They're like, look. You can actually send voicemail to the podcaster and you're like, oh, like speak pipe or pot inbox or, or like, that's already like, that's already been solved. Thanks for helping. But, uh, you know, it's well, but sometimes we, we get into this camp syndrome where I've got to be in a camp. So if I, if we, we, we're seeing this in the chat room right now, like there's some definitely people who, who are, don't like TikTok. Let's just go to that. Right. Yeah. And it's okay. Don't like it. It doesn't mean you have to bash it or say it's irrelevant or like it's relevant right now. Like, but it doesn't mean you have to like it. You can just be like, yeah, I'm not like, I don't, I don't have the app. I don't look at it. I, sometimes it shows up on Facebook or whatever. Uh, there's some interesting things. My, my wife's been using it and been sending TikTok stuff to the kids in the family chat. But just be okay with like, yeah, okay. It doesn't really that doesn't really work for me. It's kind of like going back to the discussion we had with coach Dave where he's like, well, why aren't you using the lips app? Well, it doesn't work for me. Like I don't want to that. That's okay. <laughs> it's okay to say, yeah, no, I'm just not that interested in doing those kinds of things, but we don't always have to be to the other side of it where it's like, Oh, that's the dumbest thing right. I've ever, you know? Uh, okay. No, it's that's, it doesn't always have to be that way. We we have a tendency to want, you know, always want to differentiate things that way. And it's okay if you just be like, yeah, no, I don't, doesn't work for me. I just typed into Google TikTok expert and we came across Michael Sanchez. So this guy compared to me is an expert because I don't do TikTok right now. I don't hate it. I just looked at it and went, yeah, I don't have enough time to be playing with that. So, you know, so this guy's now an expert. He's He's put in the thing, you know, you can do consulting and things like that. And so, yeah, he's an expert because I don't know anything, but that doesn't, and again, I have no idea who Michael Sanchez is, but I just, he might be just jumping on that because TikTok's hot. So let him be an expert if he wants to be one, like it's okay. But I mean, why it's, I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I don't know why we were, sometimes we worry about the things that's like, it's okay. Let him just. Let think about how many blab or how many clubhouse experts that we have in, you know, <laughs> yeah, That's you it. know, I'm, I'm, I'm going all in on this thing. Great. You know, go, go for it. And until it's not, until it's not <laughs> right. That's you know? it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And it, listen, I, I, and I never want to wish that those things fail. Right. Well, I, I would hope they would be successful, but they not, they, they weren't. Yeah. So, you know, next week we'll be talking about NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> and everything else uh, uh yeah. Um, yeah so jim what's coming up on uh home gadget geeks over at the average guy.tv yeah i took a break easter weekend i had to do my taxes yeah i just took you know what because i could i took the week off so if you want to see some great back episodes or need something to listen to home and on the school of podcasting i have two interviews in the can i can't decide which one i want to put out i might also just do an episode on dynamic content because last week, as I mentioned earlier, I was using dynamic content 
and found out that you probably should have it right the first time when you upload it because re-putting in all the dynamic content later, there's caching involved. There are things that I think people don't think about. And it, it dawned on me, there are a lot of companies. I mean, there's there's Libsyn, there's Captivate, there's Podbean has dynamic stuff, Blueberry, if you go on their enterprise, like almost every kind of, I shouldn't say every, there are many podcast hosts that are now offering dynamic content. And if you're going to jump on that, there's some things you might want to think about, like volume levels, so that when your ad comes on in the middle, it doesn't blast the, you know, doesn't make your audience deaf. That's what might be. I will decide that after I do my taxes, sometime between now and Monday. But uh, thanks to uh, the chat room. Thanks to Mark over at podcastbranding.co. Thanks to Dan at basedonatruestorypodcast.com. Thanks to James at the Dog Podcast Network. Uh, We will be here next Saturday with another episode of Ask the Podcast Coach. 